0: Hi, I'm Pete Price, and I'm talking to Daniel Taylor, a dad, a red, an actor, a director. He's just going back into Blood Brothers. His Tommy Cooper one-man show was amazing, but he's got some very, very interesting points about Hillsborough. Join me now with Daniel Taylor, our Danny. It must be great to have been in Blood Brothers and be part of a piece of history.
1: Well, I still am, Pete. Um <laughs> Back in rehearsals tomorrow morning. Um, f- yeah, back in rehearsals in, yeah. in London, and we open in Bill's Theatre, Bill Kenwright's Theatre, in, yeah. in Windsor on the Friday. So, yeah, there's, um, yeah,
0: back it's, on the saddle. Uh, it's <laughs> tremendous. I've seen virtually every leading lady. From Helen yeah. Reddy to everyone. I oh. absolutely love and hang on to every word. I think it's a great piece of theatre.
1: It's, it's a phenomenon. It's yeah. an absolute theatrical phenomenon. Yeah. And I think when you look at it, you look at the, the audience, I think there's... any one time, I think the audience, 40% have seen it before, you know, that they oh. just keep coming back. But yeah. I think it's... I think, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, what is what is it that draws people come back to Blood Brothers and I think it's the innocence. I do, I really do. I think it's at the time of when it was written. Obviously, Woody Russell's just, uh, when you have writing like that, as you'll know yourself from your acting experiences, if you've got writing that's so... Damn good. Yeah. It's hard to go
0: yeah. wrong with it. <laughs> I remember one year, um, cause he used to, it's all, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? And we had, yeah. we had this wonderful compa, the man who told the story. And I remember seeing John Conti do it. And he was yeah. off ill one day and Willie came on and did it. And I thought I'd died and gone to heaven.
1: Yeah, well, you would
0: do, wouldn't you? Um, To see the man. And the man I know, uh, I'm delighted to say I know him, is also passionate about every word, isn't it? You have to, every it but and and, you have to do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And the the same actually goes with... Alan Bleesdale is mate you know I did yeah, a a, yeah. Thing a few years ago down the dock road but it, again we had Alan in rehearsals mm. but it was again it was every single word is there for a reason every a punctuation is there for a reason and uh, yeah it's yep. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just—it's just brilliant, isn't it? It's just brilliant. Now we first met
0: properly when uh, I interviewed you a long time ago, when you did the one-man show of Tommy Cooper, and you—you right. you have this passion for Tommy Cooper. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he was a great man, wasn't he, and a very complex man.
1: Oh yeah, very complex. Um, I think what I think what the the, the, the challenge that, that that Tommy did that set himself above most people is that he could... You know, he was for everyone. Yeah. You know, he was for everyone. And a lot of these jokes that were still... that you that you, that you heard him tell will be around a lot longer after i am gone, you know, yeah. because it's sort of testament to... And his work ethic as well. But Tommy was... Yeah, he was a complex, mm. complex person. He did have his demons, and, you know, it probably... The, the lifestyle that he led, the touring lifestyle probably didn't help. But the yeah. thing with Tommy was, he didn't think he was very good.
0: Oh, no, I couldn't. I could never, ever get, ever, ever get over that, Danny. I worked with him eight weeks and looked after oh. him for eight weeks. <laughs> so I knew every one of those complexes. And if I yeah. wasn't in the audience, because I've got a fabulous laugh and I genuinely laugh at comedy, <laughs> if I wasn't yeah. in the audience, he would be angry. Yeah. He, If he didn't hear me laughing, he would want to know at the end of the show where he I was. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. it yeah. was, but, hey, but hey, we could talk about him all night and we could talk about you and your career all night. What? I was surprised about, and why I got in touch with you, and we are mates, but I also got in touch with you over um, something you put on um, Twitter, which really surprised me. Um, and I wanted to speak, and I said, would you mind coming on, you said, no, you don't mind. So, Anne Williams was on the TV show, it was harrowing to watch, it was tremendously done, Tremendously put together. Maxine Peake did an amazing job uh, as Anne Williams, and I thought the passion came over. Uh, Many people have written and said about it and talked about it. You put... I don't need to know the truth about Hillsborough as I know better than any TV production company or writer. Yes, it's important to tell Anne Williams' story and, by the way, what an amazing lady she was but please, bear in mind, families and survivors are still dealing with the aftermath of this tragedy, R.I.P.
1: Explain. Well, it's... When you do these things, uh, in, in terms of what I was mentioning about, the, is, is the truth because you'll never actually quite know what it was like unless you were actually in that situation. Yeah. And not actually the situation as a, I was a fifteen-year-old. We, I went with me dad and my uncle Dave and my cousin Stuart and we got four tickets in separate parts of the ground. And I was in the Leppings Lane end. I was fifteen, and. It wasn't just what happened and, 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 and it was very, things happened very quickly, but it was what followed. And I don't think people will quite understand what it feels like to think that you've been, you've, you've helped murder people effectively. Because that was how you were meant to feel. That was how it made you feel. That's how the press made you feel. Um, everything that followed with that. And there was nowhere to really go with it. I couldn't really talk to my dad because he was very old school in the sense that he just, you know, it's, it's that, you know, we don't talk about it. And my mum, she doesn't really, <laughs> a lot of it. she's my mum, but she's not really, you know, she's away in cloud cooking land half the time. But, and, the, you know, with the greatest respect, there was nowhere to go with that. And I've never no one has ever asked me and other people that I know what happened to them and if you're doing a series about this stuff maybe they are I don't know but I, I've never come across anyone's ever approached me and asked me or certainly people I know that were there that I that I take great comfort from calling we've been speaking a lot this week actually and one of the things that did come up you know there's one guy he's absolutely bit over the phone I'm not going to say his name but you know he's you know, military background, whatever, absolute bits, and he says, why don't we ever get a warning about this? That's why interesting. Don't we, yeah. You know, it, it's it's great putting these things out, you know, to get the truth out there, to tell Anne's story, but it does come with, uh, you know, people still have to deal with that. And, and I, it brings
0: all that pain back.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and you have to go about your business day to day and you've got to try and get on with it. And it's and, and it's not just Hillsborough, it's any kind of... It's Grenfell, it's the Marsh, whatever it was. Yeah. And you saw stuff that kept coming on the telly. You're trying to move on with your life, and you're trying to move on. I mean, we I, I used to crash all the time, uh, Pete. I tried to take my life um, on many occasions when the song came out in the charts, when there was constant stuff on the television. There was nowhere to go with it. I thought absolutely nowhere to go, and I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be here. And on a, quite a few occasions, I got to that point. I got to a situation dealing with Hillsborough. Um, I moved to when I moved to London to train as an actor. Um, you know, it was constantly there, and I was t- I was I was sectioned by Hamsmith Mental Health, and they said, "What is it?" And I said, "Well." It's this thing, and they, they, I sat down with them, and they said, oh, you're bipolar. I said, I'm not bipolar. And then a few years later, I crashed again, um, and I was taken into the Royal, and my mum and dad came in, and they sat there, and I sat there with the woman, and I went through everything, because so she said, have you ever heard of PTSD? And I went, what's that? Post-traumatic stress disorder. I said, never heard of it. She said, well, that's what you've got. You're not bipolar. I didn't know for years what was wrong. And I could never actually move on because it was constantly in the news. But no one ever came to me and said, how are you? Are you okay? And that was the worst bit of all, was carrying that and actually thinking that you'd actually done something wrong. But of course we didn't. But that was how you were left to... So I don't think any TV series or any programme, you know... Or even what happened that day, you know, I, 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 was, I spent the majority of, of that time in Lappings Lane um, trying to keep the woman next to me on her feet while her husband in front of her I, I, it was, you know, was getting crushed. You know, so I take that away. I never saw her again. But again, that's... <laughs> you're left to deal with that. And that. When these things come out, and as important as they are, they're going to have a reaction and I'm feeling the reaction from people around me. I'm calling people. How are you, mate? You okay? I know it's back in the news. It's back in the news. We're okay. We've got this. We've got this. And we have got it. Of course we've got it. But I think it's also important to remember, and especially with Anne, and I, God, no, Anne Williams would never want this. Would never want this. Not at all, nor with her family. But they do need to tell the story. Of course they do. But we also need to, in within all of that, all of those other people as well that have uh, campaigned.
0: I'm, sit- um, I'm sitting here listening to what you're saying, and I'm not interrupting because I- I'm I'm just... What's just jumped into my mind is what you've just told me is another television show-, show, another story. Every one of those is a story. So as you're saying, you're not warned. Nobody can ever put onto a screen the pain you went with that woman trying to go and put her in, at ease and you were a young boy with her husband yeah. in that terrible state so there's another story that we we've not heard and
1: there was the yeah. peaked, there was there was yeah. stuff my dad was on the pitch there was kids trying to get to the ambulances there was policemen with truncheons knocking them to the floor that's that's what my dad saw none of this stuff's been mentioned it's it's Beyond words when we went into Leppings Lane I was talking to mate yesterday and I have to sit and listen to it, this grown man. And he's like, We talk through it because it helps him. And I said, Do you remember the policeman outside? The 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 look, the grimace on his face, it's just hatred um on those police officers that day. It was there was something terribly wrong before we even got into that stadium. And don't forget as well, within all of this you know, only eight years before, um, Tottenham Hotspur fans were crushed in the same end. It was a problem. The stadium. There was problems with the stadium. There was problems from when you went in. The whole bottleneck situation. It was. It was going to happen to someone, and you know, it, <laughs> and, it, and it was us on that day. You know, so. Yeah. Um,
0: unbelievable what you just told me and now it, it, you've put it into I mean I've spoken about it over the years because I've been on radio right the way through it um, and I can never imagine and of course you as a 15 year old boy that's the time when your uh, life is being shaped so all of a sudden you've got this terrible terrible feeling that and you're told by everybody the press that it's your
1: fault it did, that's, that's basically it and, uh, and uh, so when this stuff comes back out yeah. we, you know you relive that again I think the day that I went up to the I went up to Warrington to sit with the families and Mark Colligan and that and um, and I just sat there and I remember the day Duckingfield just walked in into the inquiry I couldn't believe it no one expected it no. I, well at least well I didn't and we couldn't believe it. He came in and basically said, yeah, <laughs> you know, I messed up, I lied, blah, blah, blah. And I just looked at him and I thought, why didn't you just do that years ago? Yeah. Why didn't you say that years ago? Why have you put us through this? Like, why all these mums, dads, you know, that have aged so rapidly? i see these people age. They look like old people and they shouldn't be. Then they, it, it was... Because of how much they would given to the cause to try and clear their kids' names, or whoever it was, you know. And I just sat there and I looked at him and I just thought, why didn't you just... You know, we all we all mess up in life. We do. We're human beings. Why didn't you just do that? And would have, have been put... would
0: have taken all that pain away... It
1: would, it it would, would never be... bring them no. back, but it no. would have been something. Yeah. I was just... You know, when I came out of that day, and I called me mum and I said, "I said mum, I, I feel that I feel so much lighter. i, I, I got, a, I can, I can move my feet. I've got a spring in my step." And I said, "I don't feel like I've got this weight anymore." And I went down into Liverpool and I was St George's Hall and I just walked around and I've I moved on that day. I moved on. I definitely moved on because I knew that I wasn't responsible and I just needed that you know it was well, that was
0: and you had to wait all those years growing yeah. up
1: yeah 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 and my dad is like he's he's you know he's just he doesn't deal with it you know mm. and it's it's all there and he, you know he was on the pitch, you know trying to get him, him bodies on advertising hoardings and things you know and you just kind of think you know no one wanted compensation. No one wanted anything. We just wanted wanted the truth. Just to tell the yeah. just tell the yeah, truth. Absolutely. Just tell the truth. That's do, it. Do, you, mess up. do you do you
0: think know, your qualities as an actor um, uh, 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 you pull from the pain you've grown up with?
1: Um, no, I don't. Think, I, I mean, something like that. You can't really. You couldn't really use emotional memory in that way. Not with something like Hillsborough, mm. and nor would I want to. Uh, if, that's the, if that's the question, nor would I want to, because it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be right under ninety. Sorry, I, I, I,
0: I, I said it wrong. Then what I meant was all that pain that you've gone through. It, it makes you the actor you are. I, sorry, I, I put the words wrong. I, I yeah, meant, no, that's
1: all right. That, yeah. that's, that's all right. I think. I think it makes you more determined in life to, you know, you you know, you want to better yourself. Things, situations like that that happen to you in life is, mm-hmm. you know, you do take from it, and it's it's helped me back for, for years, peace. It, it really has, and you know, anyone that knows me well knows how much I've struggled with it. And I think as well is that I, you know, I genuinely do. I do give a monkey's about people around me. Do you know? I'm quite—I yeah. I, suppose—an overly sensitive person in, uh, by nature. But um, with things like that, you know, I, think, I don't. In terms of acting, I don't don't know whether it's had any bearing on whether I'm a. i am can sort of delve into that for, you know, yeah. for when I'm doing stuff. I don't know. It's not. I, I don't think so now. Was it di-
0: was it difficult to accept football again after it?
1: Um. Yeah, football was was it easy to accept football um, I think with football is, uh, uh, is is something that we I mean that was the thing with Hillsborough you know it was we we were just going to a match like we'd done many times before we were just we was simply going to a football match it was the usual banter and I think after Hillsborough we had the the final um Wembley and we weren't gonna go my dad said we're not going to any more um, away stadiums. But he had a change of mind and we went. Yeah. And I think that was that was the moment we made that decision and and I, I think as well over the years with going back to Anfield to the to the um, you know, for the services and things like that, you know, I think it's gained a great source of strength from being around people that yeah that we're in a similar situation you know um so yeah i guess the football is, has managed to you know keep you going mm. you know it's 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 um it's like anything isn't it you know football is you have your club it's it's very much a, a family isn't it yeah. in, in in a lot of ways so yeah i uh, that's that's what i take from it anyway
0: danny I know you've got rehearsals in the morning. We're going up to uh, finish the programme now. I can't thank you for en- enough for talking to me. I wanted you to answer. My word have you answered. Uh, Daniel Taylor, you're an amazing man. I've always enjoyed your company. I've always enjoyed you as an actor, but my word now, I don't know what to say to you. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thanks,
1: Peace. You take care, pal, and uh, lots of love to everyone.
0: If you enjoyed that... Why not subscribe? You do know my podcasts are free. doesn't cost you anything. Subscribe you get them all
1: Liverpool life!